Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Bookworms. Enjoy. Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. It's aughts and then tens. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, like I said, haven't put that much thought into it. <laughs> but 2020 is a kind of a, a new, fresh start, and all of Star Wars is behind us now. Like all officially. of Star Wars. All of the Skywalker saga. Not all of Star Wars. I know. I know there's things coming, but... It feels like right now because the Rise of Skywalker ended in December and the Mandalorian ended in January, right? Yeah. yeah. So Mandalorian's over. That doesn't was... mean all of Star Wars is behind us. Resistance is going. Oh yeah. See, I forget about Resistance, and I'm actually way behind on Resistance. Oh I'm... my god, so am I. I like I've seen the first like three episodes of the season. Which sounds bad. It sounds terrible. That I'm not it, caught up, but I I'm gonna be, be completely honest. Me too. It, I'm it gonna lost be, you go me. first. Yeah, yeah, it completely completely lost me. I I have basically zero interest in it. I feel awful saying that, but you know what? It just wasn't the show for me. It just wasn't. And it had its moments. I don't want to. It had its moments for sure, but there's something flawed and maybe like the storytelling or something for me and the character development i don't i don't know i don't know what it is yeah maybe I, it's the me, animation style for me it was just the lack of character development i never really felt attached to the characters i'm talking like it's already over it's still i guess still going there's probably a couple episodes <laughs> left at this point uh, right I um i think really because kaz was the central character and i just never really connected with that character yeah, so, I think that's a big part of it. That was probably the hardest part for me. Um, yeah. But Star Wars is not behind us. I don't know what you're talking about. There's so much coming. There's so much coming, but we don't know when. So there's nothing definitive coming next that we know. I'm like kind of for. okay with that, though. Yeah, it's I fine. mean, we know what we do. Clone Wars is coming. I think it's like February 16th. And then Mandalorian is September something. So we know. We have a date for Mandalorian? Yeah. Okay. Or and I did forget so. about Clone Wars, so yeah, that's and that's very soon. You, you forgot about Clone Wars. Well, I wow. forgot because I see Clone Wars is like it's already that's a thing that's already happened. So I know this new season. It's a new season, and we haven't had it in forever. But I don't know why my mind wasn't thinking about that counting. But yeah, I guess it does count. Yeah, there's plenty. So, we got books yeah. too. New stuff is coming. It just feels like the things, the big things that just ended. And then there's there's going to be a bit of a lull. But you actually, you're reminding me about Clone Wars. So now I'm kind of excited. <laughs> Maybe you're just sad because the Skywalker saga is over. Nah, I'm fine with that. You're fine with that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is our review episode for The Rise of Skywalker. It's taken us a little while to get to it just because of schedules and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, but okay. So how many times have you seen it? I've seen it four times. Okay. So I've only seen it twice and they were both on opening weekend. So it's been a month since I've seen it. Uh, so your memory is going to be much fresher than mine, but the important things 
are pretty much like burned into my brain, you know? Yeah. And how I feel about the movie is very much burned into my brain. Uh, But before we start, the one thing I do want to say is that because, you know, I collect stuff or get things and, you know, whatever. And um, the marketing for The Rise of Skywalker and the merchandise, terrible. Hmm. It was kind of lacking. Not even exciting in any way at all. No clothing lines that were worth a darn. No, nothing. I bought nothing. I have zero with the Rise of Skywalker anything. I bought a Lego set. Which one? I bought the A-Wing that has Snap Rested Soul Wexley. That is a good one. Now, I am considering getting the... Uh, orange X-Wing that came out. That's the new Pose X-Wing that uh, has Janna in it. And I don't know why she's in there, but whatever. You know, so that's kind of would be a cool minifigure to have. So I might get that. But other than that, meh. I was more excited for the Mandalorian merchandise. Yeah, I was too. And then I still don't have any of that either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't tend to collect a ton anyways, but I usually try to get a couple things for each movie or now TV show release. So I do have the A-Wing. Uh, haven't built it yet. It's still in the box. I try to do that too. I'm right there with you. I try to be supportive. But if I feel like it's going to be a waste of money, which I kind of felt like, I'm not going to get anything. And that's kind of how The Mandalorian has been for me too. There hasn't been anything that I felt like would be a real value of my money. I've been waiting for there to be a The Child shirt that I actually like. And I think the Disney Parks finally released one. I saw a picture of it on Instagram. And I don't know where or how you get this shirt. But I actually like it. I think it's cute. But it's way better than what came out initially. Which was just like a really bad screenshot. From the yeah, show. they were trying to keep it on the down low for a while. But now... Yeah, and I totally get that. But like, let's just wait, people. The floodgates are open, bear. though. There's a Build-A-Bear Baby Yoda oh, coming. Yeah. I saw, I was looking at Hot Topic the other day on their website, and they have a ton of Mandalorian t-shirts now. So I might, and I've I've had decent luck with Hot Topic shirts and how they fit, so I might try to grab a Mandalorian shirt. But I think part of the problem with, with um, Rise of Skywalker and the merchandise, at least for me personally, is there just wasn't like a character that I was like, oh, I really want a shirt of that character. And I'm not a big Kylo Ren fan, and I know he's on a ton of merchandise. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. But no, we should probably you. talk about the movie. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, that would <laughs> be maybe. <laughs> Get a D.O. t-shirt. Exactly. Just to say, no, thank you. And I would wear that all the time. That I would wear that shirt and my I Have Spoken shirt. And you know, all the sass is in my shirt. And just it probably point to is. It. There's probably no, a Dio shirt that says no thank you. Well, if there's not, there should be. And if somebody gets that made, I would like royalties. Thank you very much. Uh. <laughs> so op- so thoughts on this movie. So kind of opening with the the crawl and the and the reveal. I guess we, we knew Palpatine was coming. Mm-hmm. But in the crawl, we get, you know, information about how the galaxy has found out about Palpatine still being alive and... And then the movie opens up right with Kylo Ren going to Exegol and meeting with the Emperor, like right away. Mm-hmm. What was the kind of what was your impressions as it was kind of starting that way? 
I was like, hey, he's connected to this thing that's coming from the air. He's like a robot. <laughs> that was what you thought? <laughs> well, honestly, I mean, that's one of the, I was like, that's so weird. Um, I didn't really have a problem with that. I figured they were going to have to get that out of the way, you know, as to what exactly was going on and the emperor and all of that kind of stuff. I still, like, I don't, I don't know. I think it's like kind of cool the emperor was there, but then at the same time, I'm like, really? There's, it just doesn't make sense. They definitely you know? didn't go it down the road of explaining it. No, it doesn't. There's so many open questions with that and just things and plot holes and just, I'm like, really? So, I don't know. I saw someone say the other day that like, the Palpatine from all the other movies was a clone and this is the real Palpatine or something like that. I was like, okay, I could roll with that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Fan I don't want to. Fan theories are like eye-rolled to me. <laughs> I know. I don't want to, but still. No, I didn't have a problem with that being the opening. I just still think the whole Palpatine thing is weird. Oh, okay. So overall, you might have rather had seen a, f a finale minus Palpatine. What do you mean? Like not having him be part of it at all, like a different, like a yeah, a different villain or whatever. Okay with that. One of the things I've noticed: prequels and sequel trilogy, they've not done a good job on the side of the villain side. You know, like for example, in the prequel trilogy, just keep Darth Maul for all three movies. You know, why kill him off? And then it was so just like disjointed. You know, I, or at least I felt that way. And then in this one, it's like, just make Kylo Ren a true bad guy. You know, just like you did with Vader in the original trilogy. If you, you didn't know any better, like he was just the bad guy. You know, classic good guy. This is your good guy. This is your bad guy. Like, just do that. Yeah. It's I think... always going to be so complex. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like there's blanks to be filled in. And they will fill them in because they have books and comics, which we like I to talk about. I was about to say that. You know where we're going to get all the explanation? The books. <laughs> it's going to all be on our podcast, so stay tuned. Or even like that, the um, Pyre guy. Uh, not Pyre. Uh, Commander not Pyre. Pyre, Admiral Pyre. Pride. Sorry, I'm, I'm Pride, thinking Pyre, Pyre, which is from Resistance. I don't um, know. Whatever. Yeah, the Pride. But like even his character kind of came out of nowhere. Yes, and... they keep introducing like so many new characters. Just keep the same characters and develop those characters. Why do you need to throw all these new people in all the time? Yeah, <laughs> that definitely could be a criticism of this movie. I wish they had kept the cast a little bit smaller and mm -hmm. focused on like Poe and Finn and Rey and and Kylo and even Hux, like kind of the characters they had introduced in The Force Awakens. Um, and nothing against Rose. I know a lot of people said she got sidelined in this movie, but... You know, you had Rose that was added in the second movie, and then you have in this movie you got Janna, and yeah, they just keep and Zori. Zori gets added in, so there's they keep adding all these characters. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, there's only a limited amount of time. Exactly. I really wish they would have focused in on, you know, developing Finn and Poe and Ray and Kylo and kind of that main 100 cast. Hundred percent agree. And I actually did see an interview with Chris Terrio that Rose actually did have a bigger. Rose did have a bigger part, but some of her roles were with Leia, the Leia situation, and they just, like, the footage 
you know, if Carrie Fisher or whatever just wasn't what it needed to be. And so they had to kind of chop it down. So, I mean, which is unfortunate. But 100%, I wish the cast was smaller. I wish they had focused in better. One of the criticisms I would have of this whole trilogy, because now we can kind of talk about it as a whole, is lack of story and character development in a creative way. I feel like it was very haphazard in some places. I thought the character they did the best with as far as developing throughout the three movies was Ray, mm-hmm. which is good because she's the central character. So at least they gave us that, you know, mm-hmm. we had a good focus on her throughout the three and there was a like kind of a specific growth of that character. Yes. And I actually loved the development of her character in the rise of Skywalker. It was probably one of my favorite things because I felt like they really gave her time to develop and grow and to see those things. It was kind of like watching, remembering what it was like watching Luke as you see him grow as a Jedi. You know, although we do have that in between Empire and Return of the Jedi where it's like, he's suddenly Jedi Luke, you know? (laughs) Uh, But I really liked seeing her train. I liked her seeing the training course. I liked the scenes with Leia of like what was going on. I liked her studying, like all that stuff at the beginning and then the kind of learning through her process. And there's just, there was one scene that Daisy did that completely blew my mind. And it's when the whole Chewbacca thing, when that ship explodes and the way she screams Chewie, I got chills. Huh. You know, like it just, it was almost like somebody like that really happened in for real, real life. You know, what somebody would sound like when they realized that they may have just killed their friends. Yeah. It was like, oh my God. I thought Daisy really did a great job in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I did too. That was just one of my favorite scenes where I was, where I felt like I really saw how talented of an actress she has become, you know. Right. Um, I thought they did, a, like we were saying, a great job with developing her character and even showing kind of her struggles with the dark side and discovering her true, you know, parentage mm, and how yeah. that kind of suddenly, you know, put a seed of doubt in her mind where it's like, okay, now she's starting to fear her powers because of what it might mean. And then, like you just said about what happened with Chewbacca, you know, suddenly she saw like, oh my gosh, like my powers even in unintentionally can be used to hurt other people. And so she starts to kind of pull back from her powers, which was kind of reminiscent of what happened with Luke, you know? Mm-hmm. So I liked, I liked that character development. Well, and I think she discovered that her biggest enemy was fear in that she needed to let go of her fear in order to be able to become who she was supposed to be. And I think she does that. You know, there she, the other line she has, because he says, I am all the Sith. And she's like, and I am all the Jedi. And I was like, darn right, you are. You are all the Jedi. You're all of them. So you, you said something about the Chewbacca stuff. Were, were you surprised or were you like, was there a moment where you thought he was actually dead? No. Well, okay, that's a good question. I think for like a split second, I was like, oh, my God, they killed Chewie. And I kind of got it, get teary eyed. And then I was like, wait, but scenes have happened that were in the trailer, have not happened that were in the trailer that involved Chewie. So obviously he's not dead. So it's going to be okay. You know, it was like this dialogue inside my head the first I didn't, time I saw it. 
I think like when I when I start watching a movie, suddenly like all the trailers just erase out of my head, and I kind of really get focused in on the story that they're telling me. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, if you logically thought through it, sure, you should have been like, oh yeah, he's not he's not dead. Well, I, I was just thought like, there's was no dead. way there there's no way they killed Chewbacca. <laughs> for well, for the amount of time that between i mean it really was just a really short amount of time that they kind of left us hanging and then they reveal that he was still alive but for that amount of time i was questioning it in my head i was thinking wow that's a weird way for them to take him out it seems kind of a mean way to take out such an important character but i was like at the same time it's it's really very tragic and impactful and i was kind of like having this like you said dialogue in in my head as it was going on and then he was still alive i'm like okay good (laughs) you know um, I was trying to convince myself that it was a okay thing for them to have done, and then they revealed it. But upon reflection, I probably should have figured it out faster than I did. Well, I think part of it for me is I just don't want Jonas to be done doing Chewbacca because he seems to love it so much. Yeah, yeah, and he's the good thing about Chewbacca is he's been alive for a long time, so they could do other movies that are set previous to this or a little bit after this, that he could show up in a lot of eras. They could show a Chewbacca backstory on Kashyyyk as a young Wookiee. Right, so. And how he meets his Wookiee wife and has a baby. <laughs> then Wumpy. <laughs> Wumpa Wumparoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, so I would say, though, that overall, I really liked the movie. I did. I really liked it. I don't want anybody to think I didn't. But as it's had time to settle in, there are definitely some critiques that I have. But overall, I really enjoyed it. I didn't really have any issues with anything except for maybe one thing I can think of that I had a kind of like, really? Uh, moment. And then I think ultimately when it comes down to it, in this particular movie... Chewbacca and Babu Frick or Chewbacca C-3PO and Babu Frick might have been my absolute favorite things yeah C-3PO actually got to like a bigger role which was great and he was actually funny and it was just really good and then Babu Frick is just awesome (laughs) I was surprised by how much I like C-3PO because typically I'm not a big fan of that character Right, me too. But, they but I mean, him. I don't dislike him, but... Yeah, they used him really well in this movie. And it's by far my favorite appearance of C-3PO across any of the movies. I love C-3PO and Poe's dynamic. It just was so reminded me of Han and, yeah. and 3PO, which I just really loved. But 3PO just had some awesome lines. He's like, you didn't say my name, sir, but I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I liked Babu Frick, too. I just, I mean, he's very, you know, not very not an important movie, character. But he's <laughs> when he popped up and did his thing and made his funny lines, I, I laughed. Yeah, you know, three PO actually had some really important stuff. I mean, and one of the best thing about him is the fact that he could read the dialogue of the the language of the Sith. But he's like, no, I can't tell you. My programming won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was funny. So good. And everyone seems so frustrated about it, you know. It's like, can you make him tell us? Man, but now I understand, like, the evil red eyes. He he wasn't evil. He was just reading or, like, saying the Sith thing. (laughs) Apparently, when you say the Sith stuff as a droid, you get red eyes. 
Yeah, some of the stuff they had shown us in the trailer or in posters where he's holding the he's holding the bowcaster, he's got red eyes, and you're like, oh wow, like is he gonna do some crazy stuff? And then you're like, oh never mind, he was just literally just carrying Chewbacca's weapon for him. Uh, he wasn't actually using it. So what did you? So I mean, there's some big stuff that we haven't talked about. Mm, yeah, big stuff. There is big stuff. True. Big stuff. Um, Han Solo makes an appearance that I did not expect. Oh no, I didn't expect that either. That blew my mind. I was like, oh, that that makes sense why he was at the premiere. That's what I said to myself in my head. Yeah, I didn't expect it either. And then of course they do the thing where they're going like word for word the scene from The Force Awakens, and I'm like, not again. I'm like, don't stab him again. He's hard. He did. You know? And then he does it and he throws, Kylo throws the lightsaber away. And I was like, hooray! Like, how they did, okay, and I, uh, this is actually kind of a good place to talk about this. I have not been a redemption or bendemption fan. Like, I was like, no, no, no no redemption. I don't want that. Just be be a bad guy, right? The way they did it and the way they played it out actually got me on board. So bravo mm. to the people in charge, J.J. Abrams, Chris Terrio, whoever else, that I actually bought in because that was I was so anti that. <laughs> I was I was with you, and I think we both knew this about each other's opinions, but. I was with you on the. I didn't necessarily want to see him redeemed. I kind of wanted them to keep him a villain throughout. And I, I'm, I'm still a little torn on how I feel about it. I'm okay with it, how they did it, and I think that the scene with him and Han, um, and and kind of seeing that transition, worked really well. Um, for me, I kind of have to separate it in my mind. Almost that he was, in a way, almost like possessed with the dark side. Yeah, and, and kind of once he was able to break free from that, he was able to come become himself again. So it's almost like separating it as two separate characters. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the way I have to justify in my mind because he did such terrible things when he was Kylo Ren, and then it's hard to kind of suddenly be like, oh, now I'm rooting for this guy, this cool new good guy, um, without thinking about all the bad things he did. So it's almost like okay, um, I need to separate and your, this. You and your good guyness. Well, I mean, I, I want my good guys not to be former, you know, murderers. Well, sometimes people change, okay? <laughs> Look, everybody does bad things and they change, so there. But, yes, we were not fans of it, but I was okay with it. Now, I can go. I guess I can go ahead and say the only thing I didn't like, and I, I actually liked everything that happened, like Rey and Kylo fighting together, all the things, okay? I did not think it was necessary for them to kiss each other. Didn't need it. Didn't care about it. I'm not a Raylo fan, you know, or any of that. It doesn't bother me to where I won't watch the movie, but I'm also kind of like that can be the point in the movie where I get up to go get a, you know, a new drink or something or a snack. Yeah. I, I definitely didn't like that part. Um, I I felt like it was a little bit of fan service, almost like they were trying to please oh, yeah. everyone. I do too. I actually I actually out loud in the theater said, Well the Rilo's got something. 
but they still didn't like the you know how it all ended up so it didn't really matter. I don't know I haven't even really been on Twitter to know if they liked it or not so but I did like I did like the fact that he disappeared into the force because it, it makes a lot of sense for the force mythology that he basically gave his entire life for so something we've kind of learned with Baby Yoda and with Ray healing and stuff is that you use your own life force to help heal, you know? So you're basically giving a part of yourself, you know, when you do that. Right. And maybe, I don't know, cause we don't know a lot about it, but maybe it regenerates over time. But I think you, you only can give so much. And he basically gave his entire life force to save Ray because he knew she was the one that had to go on, not him. So he sacrificed himself for the light side of the Force to survive, which I can respect, and I'm great with that. I just don't think there needed to be a kiss part. Yeah. I think it was powerful enough without that. Yeah, I think it was too. And I, I think that that's something that would have been more interesting if they had left it so people could kind of speculate or take their sides and say, oh, you know, they they were into each other romantically or maybe they just like really cared for each other because of their connection. And they, it would have left it more interesting if they hadn't have kind of gone that extra step and be like, oh, let's just have him kiss real quick before he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of like, eh, I think that's really probably the biggest thing in the movie that I didn't like. But overall, I really liked the movie a lot. Mm-hmm, me too. So we just cut that one scene and I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they put Ewoks in the movie, so yeah, I'm cool they with that. They did, although I thought they the Ewoks looked a little right weird. They did, right at the end. Oh, they look great. They're just, you know, updated costumes. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know let Warwick Davis have a moment. Because it was Wicket and then whoever he's married to or whatever. Nisa, I guess. Was it? No, I don't know who it was. I can't remember, but definitely was Wicket. Oh really? I didn't know that yeah. was confirmed that that was actually Wicket. It's in the it's in the credits. You don't watch the credits. I did actually watch the credits, but I don't catch everything. And there's certain things that I'm not just I'm not looking for. Yeah, oh. so I was kind of trying to see who were all the Jedi that spoke. Like that was kind of the big thing that I was trying to catch in the credits. Well, you can just get that off Instagram. People posted that everywhere. Yeah, but not on opening night. Mm, yeah, true. But you've seen it four times. Now I have, yeah. But yeah. I, I was surprised. I was surprised by the names that came up or the people that they used to speak for the Jedi. I thought it was really cool that they included Ahsoka and Kanan mm-hmm. and didn't expect that at all. If you had asked me, will Kanan or Ahsoka ever be in a live action Star Wars movie in any way? I, I would have said no. So even though it's just voiceover, it's not a big deal. I still thought it was cool and a really, a really cool shout out to people that kind of pay attention to the whole universe. Mm-hmm. I agree. There was a lot of that, though. There was a lot of nods to things. Between that and the Mandalorian making nods to the wider Star Wars universe for, like, the super fans, there's been a lot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got Lando coming back. <laughs> that was cool. Awesome. That was something <laughs> I didn't good. know I wanted. Like, that was one thing that when they had first announced that Lando was going to be in this movie. I was kind of like, eh, okay. Like, I wasn't that excited about it. And I I, th- I still wasn't, like, so excited to see him. But I thought 
uh, Billy D. Williams did a really, really good job considering oh, how long yeah, he's kind he of great. not been in the acting game. I thought he did great and he looked great. Yeah. He just yeah. looked no, he like was ha- happy and healthy. <laughs> he was awesome. It was so good. That was great. I will say that I truly, truly enjoyed Zori Bliss's character. I thought Same. she was really super cool. And I would love more with her specifically that character i'd like more i'd still want more poe though you know i mean it's great that he has his comic series and all the things but and we've had him in resistance reborn it was really good to have a book with him as a central character but i want more poe on screen i thought i liked the fact that they kept him very central in this movie and Mm -hmm. i know like the original plan for that character was not for him to be so central in this trilogy and I really liked that he was he was a focused character. And I liked that they were all together. Finn, Poe, Ray were together a lot in this movie. And, I, and it I really was so good. Dynamic. And it reminded me, like, it, or it made me feel sad that they didn't let us have that more over the three films. Because I just... I think the films would have been better if we had just had all three of them together during all three. I really do. Yeah. I, you know, I don't like the last Jedi as much as the other two movies. Um, Me either. I, I, I don't. Think, I think there were some missed opportunities there to have more of them together and in, instead mm-hmm. of splitting them up for that movie. I do think that this like, movie. Did we really need Canto bite anyway? Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that the rise of Skywalker did a good job of, making the last Jedi make more sense for me as a fan. I agree. I agree with that. I don't dislike the last Jedi, but I don't like it as much as the force awakens or the rise of Skywalker, but I don't dislike it, you know? Yeah. And they brought Luke back in that, in that short that scene. That was so good too. Which was good for him to kind of have that lesson with her, that last lesson Yeah. Um, in, in her training and, kind of bring her back from the brink of, you know, her just basically giving up the exact same way he went to mm-hmm. Octo to give up. And I thought that was a nice callback and a good continuation of what happened with them in The Last Jedi. It's a good story, Tom. Yeah. You know, very simple. Just tell a good story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I liked it. And then, you know, I've had several questions from more kind of more casual fans, and then I've seen it discussed a little bit that the end when she's forced ghost sees uh, Luke and Leia, they're like, why, why wasn't, you know, Kylo there, blah, blah, blah. And my answer to that is because she saw the force ghost that she needed to see. She didn't need, she, yeah, she didn't need to see Ben. She needed to see her, what she was considering her parents that helped her become who she is now when she's visiting Luke's home, you know, Luke and Leia. And so, but her family, she's seeing who she needs to see. And that doesn't necessarily mean Ben. So I don't know. That was my rationale for that. I agree. I think it worked for the scene. You know, I think it, it, it's more, it's as much about the cinematic quality of it as it is about the storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I really thought that that worked to have, the two people who were so central to kind of her path as a character and as a Jedi and the people who represent the Skywalker family. And that's the family that she decided to adopt the name of. 
that I thought it really made sense for those to be the characters. And also just as a nice nod to those actors and them being such a central part of the star, the star Wars story. Yes. And kind of give them and their last little gonna... scene there. This is going to go on a little bit of like a weird tangent, but I did have a thought of that she should own the Palpatine name because then you change the connotation of it, you know? It's kind of like how there are people in this world that are not related to Adolf Hitler but have the last name of Hitler and because history has refused to let it go, like the fact that they're named Hitler has been like a curse on them their whole life. I'm sure, or any <laughs> famous so... name. Like if you, if you, and if your last name was Disney, like people associate that to a thing. You know, it's a, it's a very, it's hard to break away from names that have uh, right. a good or bad reputation. And I don't know. I I get where you're coming from. I think it would have been weird. Um, I do too. I mean, I think it's better that she chose Skywalker, but at the same time, I'm like, own it, girl. <laughs> yeah, turn it into a good thing, but. I, I mean, me as a fan of the Skywalkers and, you know, wanting because initially when the movies first were coming out and all the speculation, I was really rooting for her to be a Skywalker. So in the end, she did adopt that name. And I, I like that. I thought it was a nice way to kind of connect her to the Skywalkers without her actually being a Skywalker. Right. I like the fact that she chose it. Right. You know, she she made the decision to choose that. And that, I think, is more powerful than being told, oh, hey, you're like a second cousin twice removed. <laughs> but I thought that it was really cool that Leia got to, you know, we got a little bit more information about Leia and how she was training as a Jedi. She had her own lightsaber, which was pretty I cool. I love that now it was Billy have... Lord in those scenes. Yeah. And so cool. We now have a new lightsaber, you know, that we could oh, collect. color, yeah. With her and then Ray, yeah, exactly. Ray's the got yellow. hers with the yellow, which I thought was really cool. Oh my gosh, when I saw the yellow, I was like, yes. And I like how the way she activates it is kind of spinning that top part, like that's yeah. kind of new. I thought that was cool. It's kind of like when we saw Ezra's lightsaber for the first time, and we were like, whoa, it's a blaster saber, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I never really liked his lightsaber that much. I just thought it was cool. When when Luke guides her to that saber in that scene and she finds it, I don't know. Like It's not like I've ever seen Leia's saber before, but there was something in me that was like, that's Leia's saber. <laughs> you know, it was just my innate nerdiness <laughs> just told me it was. I've developed a Star Wars, like, fifth, sixth sense thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when they got porgs too, the pork show. I know, right? Yeah. Pork showed up. Maz goes in this. That was cool. So you know, there's a lot of really neat things, and just kind of little, little nods here and there. I don't like how R2 is basically shafted for the whole series of films, though. That kind of bothers me. I love BB-8 to death, but I do love R2. I feel sad. Yeah, I, R2 is definitely sidelined in very much in this movie because oh, C-3PO yeah. was so central that R2 didn't really have much to do. Um, and even BB-8, in a way, in this movie, kind of was sidelined for you know the other droids. Mm-hmm. He didn't really do a ton either. Well, I mean, I guess he did in the opening, like kind of at the beginning when they were he at did? that. He rolled down the Star Destroyer with those horsey things. Never underestimate a droid. That was funny. <laughs> he, yeah, and he kind of like 
was helping them when the those jetpack troopers were going after them and stuff. So, yeah, I guess he did do a lot now that I'm thinking back on it. I mean, he had a tree fall on him, so he might have been a little injured. <laughs> that was a funny scene, too, with the, well, the, the light speed skipping. That's something new that yeah, we've never heard speed. of. You did what with the Millennium Falcon? You can't light speed skip. You can't drop a tree. Blah, blah, blah. That scene is so good between Ray and Poe when they're fighting with each other about stuff. Oh, so good. At least he's not on fire. What What's left of him is not on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall, it was really good. And then seeing, you know, the end was just great and seeing everybody come together to defeat the evil ghost zombie sith people yeah i think that i would have liked a little bit more exposition or explanation around kind of exegol and how palpatine came back and i know we'll probably get that at some point that's a book and a comic comic. but i think it would have helped to maybe have like an extra 10 minutes tacked onto the top of the front of the movie um they should have just split it into two parts like every other film franchise does yeah yeah (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It was a joke. It was being sarcastic. But I did like I did like to see Ben go and kind of get his moment to be Ben Skywalker and not Kylo Ren. Because Kylo Ren is such a unlikable personality and kind of throws his t- tantrums and I don't and, know. I don't mind it when he's got the helmet on. Yeah. Like I I actually like Kylo Ren with the helmet on. I don't like been solo as much it's weird because you know i like dark side characters and i like kylo not really been yeah because when he's got the helmet on he looks more like you would expect like that dark uh, intimidating dark side character to look once he removes that mask he kind of loses some the of that voice effect. modulator which is so cool yeah i i liked him across like honestly throughout the trilogy i really thought he was an effective character Mm-hmm. And I really think Adam Driver is a really good actor. Oh, absolutely. So I really liked, you know, him as Kylo Ren. I liked him as Ben Solo. I don't know if I bought into the full transition, but I really liked him as a character. So let's rank not all the Star Wars movies because I don't have time for that, uh-huh. but these three. Oh, easy. Yeah. Okay, go. So I go first. Uh, the Force Awakens was my favorite of the trilogy, then The Rise of Skywalker, and then The Last Jedi. And The Last Jedi oh, actually falls pretty low overall on my list. If you're, if I was I ranking all a, nine, I don't have a list. I know what my first two favorites are, and that's all. I don't know three? if I'm when we're looking at a full, uh, no, at a oh. full list. I know, actually, I know what my top three are, but I if you look at a full list of star Wars films, but no, my, my list for this is the same as yours. It's force awakens, rise of Skywalker, last Jedi, but my top three of all time, I know what those are, but I don't know the rest of my list. What are your top three of all time? Return of the Jedi, Phantom Menace, Rogue One. Okay. I really like Rogue One a lot. I think a lot of it has to do with the books that have come out surrounding it that have helped add to the movie. Yeah. Rogue so, One like, is a great movie. Um, my top three overall would be A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, and The Force Awakens. Nice. 
So you rotate, you flip flop though between Return of the Jedi and A New Hope. Yeah, it, it used to be Return of the Jedi for a long time, but I I think I've kind of settled in on A New Hope being my my new favorite overall. But yeah, so good to are we good to wrap this one up? I think we're good. Yeah, we're both. Yeah. Are we both two thumbs up on the Rise of Skywalker? I am. I am more than two thumbs up, but I don't have more than two thumbs. All right. I want like two kitty thumbs and my thumbs. Yeah. Well, we wanted to just jump in and do a quick review of the Rise of Skywalker, and you and I yep. haven't had a chance to really talk about it, so that's really why. Yeah, that's actually why. We're but just we recorded to it and we'll put it out there. Yeah. So welcome to what it would be like if you were around me and Aaron just talking. <laughs> so if you guys want to get in touch with us in between shows, we are on Twitter at SWBookworms. And you can shoot us an email with your thoughts on the rise of Skywalker to StarWarsBookworms at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We have our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com slash StarWarsBookworms. We also have a Facebook group, which we love to talk to you guys in. Just search for Star Wars Bookworms and the group will pop up and then answer the questions so we can let you in. And please, please, please go and rate Bookworms on Apple Podcasts or wherever you actually listen to podcasts if you can leave a review. We like reviews. They're nice. They're fun. If you want to follow me on social media, I am at Ice Cold Penguin. If you want to follow Aaron, he's at AV Goins. So until next time. Keep on reading and may the force be with you. Ooh, we did it. <laughs> <laughs>